All right. So we are, uh, just a heads up, we are doing another uh, audio-only episode <clears throat> for this episode because, uh, again, uh, there's just no motivation, no energy really to, you know, take a lot of my effort to set up the video stuff for the Yankees the rest of the way. So we're going to see more audio-only episodes when it comes to the Yankees in this final month and a half left to go, or basically a month and couple days um so this episode is audio only and not only is it audio only it'll most likely be very very short i'm going to try to keep this within 20 minutes hit a few talking points briefly recap the series and we'll wrap it up from there so let's get to the intro episode 553 the podcast let's go welcome to bd4 an rj carbone podcast BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world! Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied. Time! Timothy creates and shows some dexterity as well with the left hand. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the show. Let's get into it. Um, again, this is going to be very, very short because, um, again, with the Yankees' season over, the you know thirty-something remaining games, all exhibition games, there's just no point in me consistently setting up the camera, the lights, and getting the video format of the podcast up. It's a lot of work to do for a team that I really don't have the energy to cover right now. So, um, the good news is at least there's something to watch. Um, as the Yankees finally decided to promote their youth, uh, some of them for now. Um, they did this, uh, on the off day Monday where they promoted, um, much anticipated outfielder Everson Pereira, and then they recalled uh, infielder Oswald Peraza. Um, so that, that, that that's the positive right there. You know, at least the kids are going to be getting some reps, going to learn how to hit major league pitching, and they also promoted uh, Jason Dominguez to AAA. And from what I heard, he had a three-hit performance in his first game. Um, I don't know how he's done since, but yeah, at least they're getting experience at the major league level. And I guess you know that you could say for a number of reasons, um, you know, they're showcasing themselves for trade or they're auditioning for a spot on the team next year. Um, it's just, it's hard to get too into it because you wish this would have came earlier when these games mattered. Um, you know, it's just like how, how, 
how serious are these kids going to be taking this? And, uh, <laughs> God, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I like Pereira, man. I like his swing a lot. He swings hard and it looks like he might be this, I'm hoping at least he could be this line drive exit velo guy. Dare I say doubles hitter. Um, I just, I hope that he knows when to adjust mid count and he's not always swinging to not get cheated because he does strike out more than average from what you hear, but I like his swing. It's quick, makes hard contact. It's a nice level swing too. I like the swing paint, uh, the, the swing plane. Um, I, I just, I think that, you know, if he fine tunes some things, this could be a guy who can become a doubles hitter. Especially because he's very aggressive in the zone. Um, he had 17 doubles across 81 games in both levels combined this year down below. If you, cross, if you uh, stretch that out across a full season, that's a pace for just below 35 doubles. Uh, and if he is a double sitter, you know, he might turn into a high average hitter. I heard a couple of comps. I've heard a Teoscar Hernandez comparison. I don't hate that. But I think I'm going to like Everson Pereira, man. I like that swing a lot. Um, and then Oswald Peraza, who hasn't done much uh, at all, but hopefully he gets playing time and eventually it starts coming around for him. Um and the Yankees said these kids are going to play basically every day. So that's what you want to hear. Um, I, I, you know, we'll see. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're going to both be part of the roster long term because we got a lot of things to think about, right? Hopefully the Yankees let Harrison Bader walk. That opens up room, but then you've still got Dominguez to think about. You've got a guy like Cody Bellinger waiting in the outfield. I would again because you're still trying to win next year with Judge and Cole, but you have you have to find that blend between retooling a big part of your roster and getting younger, but also competing. And I think the best idea is to go Bellinger and then maybe maybe Pereira uh, as a placeholder until Jason Dominguez is ready down below. And once Dominguez is ready, hopefully that's May. He comes up and takes that spot. Uh, and then maybe you, you move Pereira, but we'll see. I'm getting ahead of myself. And then third base, again, you don't want to start too many rookies. So I want, I'm looking at Heimer Candelario next year. We've talked about this plan before. Um, but Peraza, we'll see. You know, Maybe he hits a little bit, raises the trade value, and we'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, they're both up here. They're going to play every day. That's a good thing. Um, this is just a showcase for them. Um, Brian Cashman had his press conference the other day. He held a press conference. He didn't use his usual Yankee jargon. Like instead of calling them a championship caliber operation that he always does. Um, he actually came out and said the season was a disaster. So that's a plus. Um, but he also said how the Yankees are in total shock that this happened. And that's why I disagree, um, because while this is um, a little surprising um, to act like this wasn't remotely in the realm of possibility is 
kind of hilarious when you build your roster full of aging, injury-prone men. Uh, this isn't that surprising. Um, at the end of the day, too, like this is a roster that's supposed to be a World Series contender. So even if the Yankees made the playoffs, if they got eliminated in the ALCS again, that still should be a bad look on Cashman. Um, so he held his presser. I really don't care about talk at this point, so I'm not going to dive too deep into that. That'll be that. We'll we'll, we'll run past that there. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> this, this is just. I'll recap these few games, and that'll be that. Like, there's nothing to talk about. This is going to be the least interesting episode of the pod. <laughs> so, uh, in game one of the series. The Yankees lost 2-1 to to the Nationals on Tuesday. Uh, Carlos Rodon made his return off the DL, and he went up against Gray. Uh, they lost their ninth straight, which was the first time in 41 years where the Yankees had lost nine straight. Think about that. This entire roster was not born the last time that happened. <laughs> I- I've never, ever, ever seen a Yankees team get outclassed as much as this one does every night. Um, it's it's quite remarkable. Top of the third. Kai Boom hits a home run. It's one nothing Washington. Bottom of the third. Ben Rortfed actually hits one out. It's 1-1. One one. Rodon goes 6. Then you have Loizaga, Canely, and Middleton combining for 3. Uh, but in the top of the 8th off the Yankee bullpen. Abrams goes deep. It's 2-1. to one. And that's the Yankees. That'd be the game. The Yankees lose 2-1. to one. Um... Rortfed had two hits, and every other Yankee had zero combined. LeMayu did have two walks, but Judge didn't have a good night before he went off in the latter two games. But he was 0 for 4, three strikeouts in this game, did make an assist in right field. Uh, the Yankees had opportunities, but of course they did zero. They had a couple of them. Uh, top of the second, you had a couple walks, but Peraza grounds out. And then in the bottom of the fifth, you had a couple of walks again. Um, a mound visit, but two straight outs made from Judge and Torres. And that was it. One run on Ben Rorfed's two hits. Six walks, six strikeouts, 0 for 3 in scoring position, and a caught stealing. Um, Pereira at least looked fine in his debut. He drew a walk in his first at-bat, took some very close, very tough pitches. Um, and then he made some nice plays out in left field, too, in the first inning. He made a one-hop throw to second base, fielding a ball off the wall. And then later in the game, he made a nice throw to Volpe as the cutoff man, who then threw to, I think, Labor for the out at second base. Um, on the mound for the Yankees, Rodon, six innings, a run, six hits, no walks, a hit batter, a strikeout, um, a home run allowed, 68 pitches and a no decision. He was pulled after 68 pitches. Yeah, that was uh, interesting. I guess it's his first game back, but like, what are you really saving him for? Um, he didn't have his swing and miss stuff again, though, and that's been a concern of mine with him. He doesn't pick up swing and misses often, and that's kind of concerning to me. I mean, especially when you think about the back issue, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, only one strikeout and a lot of contact made. The one run came off a four-seam fastball low in the zone. It wasn't a bad pitch, um, but a good outing. I, I just need to see a lot more before I feel out, uh, optimistic. I don't know 
what his future as a Yankee is going to be. I don't know if he's going to be the same ace caliber pitcher he can be that he was, sorry, with um, San Francisco the last two years. Um, Loiza got a clean seventh. Tommy Canely allowed the solo home run in the eighth off his changeup. He struggled again today on, um, as I'm recording, it's Thursday. He Tommy Canely needs to either mix it up more with the fastball or add a third pitch because guys are starting to sit change up on him and it's becoming very predictable. Uh, and then Kenya Middleton to score this ninth inning, couple walks, but he gets out of it. And that's the first game. The second game of the series, the Yankees win 9-1. to one. They actually won a game. Um, and, you know, <laughs> they snapped the streak at 9. Severino pitched well against Gore. Uh, the bottom of the first, Judge hits a home run, one nothing. Bottom of the second, Pereira the RBI. And then Judge, a grand slam, 6 nothing. Seve goes 6 and 2 thirds. Hamilton and Peralta go 2 and a third after that. Bottom of the seventh, DJ and Judge back-to-back home runs, and Judge, that's his third one of the game. Uh, 9 nothing Yankees at that time, and in between those two home runs, you had a delay where Nationals right fielder Stone Garrett hurt himself trying to rob the DJ Mayu homer. Uh, top of the ninth, Smith hits the home run. It's 9-1, to but the Yankees would win 9-1. Uh, again, Judge, 3 for 4, 3 homers, 6 RBIs. His first 3-home run game of his career pretty funny um fifth career grand slam too by the way that's that's pretty cool um bader two for three double walk dj the one for four and rbi also made an error at first Pereira and rbi peraza a walk also made an excellent play at third base um and the yankee bats nine runs on eight hits two walks 11 strikeouts two stolen bases two for seven in scoring position um the nationals in this game, we're just kicking the ball all over the diamond. So four of those nine runs the Yankees scored were unearned. Um, on the mound, Severino, six and two-thirds, no runs, a hit, two walks, two strikeouts, um, no home runs, 97 pitches in the loss. Uh, sorry, in the win. Uh, Hamilton finished the seventh when uh, Severino was pulled, and he... he did well. He went on to pitch the eighth, and he struck out three and allowed just one base runner. He continues to pitch well. Peralta did allow the solo home run in the ninth. Then he struck out three batters after that, and that was game two. The third game of the series on Thursday, the Yankees lose 6-5. to five. Michael King went up against Corbin, uh, and the Yanks back on the losing track. Bottom of the first, though, Judge stayed hot. Home run to center field. one nothing Yankees. Top of the third, the Volpe E6. I listened to this game. I didn't watch it, uh, but it made it two to, uh, one to one. And then King goes two and a third, or two and two thirds to open. And then it was the bullpen from there. Uh, Middleton, Brito, Canley, Abreu, and Holmes, six and a third the rest of the way. But bottom of the third comes. Glaber hits a two run shot, 3 1 Yankees. Uh, seventh inning, Canley gets lit up. It's 5 3 Washington. Eighth inning, Stanton homers, 5 4. Top of the ninth, though, Clay Holmes gets in the trouble. He's not fielding his position well, and it's 6-4 Washington. <laughs> Excuse me. And it's 6-4 Washington. Uh, that becomes 6-5 when Stanton 
has the RBI base hit in the ninth, but that was it. Bader flies out and the game ends, and the Yankees lose against 6-5. Um, five runs on 12 hits, four walks, 11 strikeouts, and they were 1 for 10. <laughs> 1 for 10 with runners in scoring position. Somehow, that feels like a hot day for the Yankees. Uh, Stanton, Judge, and Glaber were basically the entire offense. Stanton, 4 for 5, a homer and double. Judge hit his fourth homer in the pla- uh, the past two games. And Glaber, 3 for 5, 20th home run of the season in this game. DJ was on base three times. And Est- uh, Estevan, um, Everson Pereira picks up his first MLB, first MLB hit, ripping a double down the line. And he represented the Yankees' tying run on second base at the time. Uh, he did strike out three times, but... Uh, Peraza picked up his first hit since the recall. He was one for four in the game with a single. Um, on the mound, again, King was the opener again. Whatever. Uh, unearned run on him. Uh, the bullpen did a nice job. Canely didn't do well. He's starting to pitch very poorly. Holmes, again, he's also starting to pitch pretty poorly. I can't imagine many of these guys are pitching with any kind of purpose, though, at this point in the year. Um, except for maybe the few guys that are looking for a payday this offseason in their walk years. But, yeah, it's kind of hard to stay motivated. Um, and we'll tip our caps real briefly. Uh, let's go to Aaron Judge. Tipped our cap to him. Uh, again, he, he had four hits in this series. Each of them were homers. The OPS was over 1,700 for the series. And he has 28 home runs already on the year. That's hilarious how he's probably going to end the season if he stays healthy and if they play him in September with 35 home runs at least. That's insane. That's a, that's like a good year. He's going to end the season with 35 home runs. That's a very good year for a lot of players. And he's missed over two months. That's fucking hilarious. Um, Severino, again... Six and two-thirds scoreless. Very good job. The Yankees gave him an early lead, and this time he used it to his advantage. So, nice job, pal. It's just like, where was this when it mattered a month or two ago? Um, And then Middleton. I mean, this guy continues to pitch very well for the Yankees. Uh, He pitched two and a third scoreless innings in this series and continues to strike guys out. And as a Yankee, I think he's pitched, I want to say, 11 or 12 innings of one-run ball. Striking out a lot of guys. He's... He's done well, and he's pitching himself into maybe coming back next year. Maybe the Yankees um, offer him another contract once his once his deal expires in the winter. Um, but yeah, he's one of the guys pitching for a payday, and I would not mind bringing a Kenyon Middleton, Kenyon Middleton back because the Yankees have have a tendency to develop very good uh, relief pitchers. So. That's that, and we're going to end here. Like I said, quick, 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 uh, very shallow episode, not much to say. I don't really want to talk about the Yankees. I'm not in the mood. I'm waiting for the season to end. I am ready for the Knicks wholeheartedly. I thought I'd be more excited with with the prospects getting called up, and I'm sure Austin Wells is coming soon, but I, I just, I, I, I thought I'd be more excited. Um it's just hard for me as, as a competitive human being to really get into these games when they 
literally means zero. Like they're exhibition games, so it's hard for me to to be too invested. But I'm still following them. I'm still watching or listening if I'm at work for some reason because that's you know that's that's part of being a fan. But um, let's wrap it up with our question of the day. No breaks, no trivia, uh, no uh, no uh, plugs, nothing like that. We'll just get right into the trivia and we'll wrap it up from there. Let's go. All right, so for this episode, episode 553 of the show, who managed the Yankees to their 1961 World Series? And that's it. <laughs> Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm putting this episode up. I'm out of here. All right, guys. Thanks. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. Hey there. If you stayed the entire way through, we thank you immensely for it. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come back for the next episode real soon. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, download these episodes, and share them with your friends as well. BD4 is a five-star podcast simply because of you, and we'd like to keep it that way. Have a wonderful day. Go Yankees, and go Knicks!